This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 604. Make sure you check us out over at MarkinOut.com. Make sure that you also check out the past episodes and also the future episodes over on Google Play, over on Amazon, over on Apple, over on Spotify, wherever you can search it and find it, go ahead and subscribe. Is it actually on all of those things I just said? Who knows? But make sure you're subscribing wherever you can. Also, go buy a t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. There is upcoming a Labor Day sale. It's happening. Happening, happening, happening right now. So make sure you head on over, use the discount code, get the discount, get the shirt, get the babe. It all happens within all of that dream of you going to pursue and going after that shirt. The shirt creates everything. It's like one of those like three moons, three wolves in a moon shirt. You know, there's people saying that they get their dream, uh, their dream mate, their dream, their dream boyfriend, their dream girlfriend. <laughs> They have they have actually gotten job offerings based off of wearing that shirt. I have heard once that somebody went hiking down, down, down in the Appalachian Mountain and mountains, and what happened you would never believe. But they got lost, so they asked a wolf for directions, and the wolf actually told them the directions. They looked up north. They saw that north star. They actually heard Brandon start speaking to them, and before you knew it. Because of their t-shirt, they found their way out of the woods. ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Yes, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Make sure that you give us a like over on Facebook. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter, on Instagram, and on good old Twitch. And don't forget, we are not on Discord, so don't follow us on there. But make sure you're checking us on YouTube. But TikTok. that TikTok, yes, that TikTok. Make sure that you are following us on TikTok. Watch the videos two times, three times, four times. Even share that link to all of your friends, your enemies, your pets, and anybody else that may be interested or not interested. Whatever. We don't care. It's a share. Well, that's all we want. Just share it. Go ahead. Share it. But that being besides the point, I am one of your hosts, Dave the Rave. And I am here with Brandon, the B to the G, the one and only... And later on, we'll be joined by Chris. But right now, and he is one of the one and onlys as well. Because, you know, there's only one and onlys because there's only three people doing this. So, that being said, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. How about yourself? Doing good. Doing great, you know. I feel like the more that uh, I'm starting to open these podcasts, I have no clue what's going to fly out of my mouth. I got to be careful. Boy. Yeah, <laughs> what a journey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Start to I don't know. Get get ready. There was a get wolf. ready. <laughs> yeah. You see? We should have we should have had you do that. Yeah, that was well, the cue. Yeah. It's yeah, not the uh it's 
Let a murder crime podcast, so. It could be. It could be. What you, you never what know. What you hear is what you get. And what you get is what you heard. And what you don't hear is better yet. Yes, that is <laughs> that is true. I read it in the book. Um, the book of Jericho, actually. So, yeah, I read it there. Chris Jericho, he is a very big fan of Mark and Out. He actually wears a t-shirt, too. But how was your week? It was it was decent. I didn't really do much. I didn't do hiking this week, that's for sure. Do hiking. <laughs> yeah. How how were uh, your good old legs? They were Those they were good. Legs. That, yeah. that was I knew I needed the weekend to to recover everything. But I made sauce on Saturday from scratch. Did you sauce it? I did not because it's barbecue sauce. I made like red sauce. Okay. And then Sunday I made chicken cutlets and I eventually turned that into chicken parm. Mm -hmm. And I said recently that I don't make chicken and I certainly really don't fry stuff. So I wasn't confident in this, but it was uh, pretty easy. It was, I think it came out fantastic. And then I ended up making more uh, the other day and I put that up on TikTok. So check that out at market out on TikTok. Yeah, those TikTok videos of the food, it's, it looks delicious. Yeah. And um, I would definitely Although, uh, eat it. So. stupid me, I didn't taste the breadcrumb mixture beforehand. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that the breadcrumbs I was using had salt in them already. Ah, oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. That's such a rookie mistake. I, I don't even do that. When I made them on Sunday, I might have used more plain breadcrumbs than the panko. And mm-hmm. the panko are the ones that had salt in it. Normally, when I have panko breadcrumbs, it's unsalted. Mm-hmm. So I was unaware of that. And this time, I guess I used more of the panko than the normal breadcrumb. And and I'm sitting there eating the chicken. I'm like, what? what's going on with this? It's like, still good, but it's really salty. And I go and I look at the, the, the package. I'm like, damn it. Oh. <sighs> And then I took a spoonful of them just to like confirm. I was like, "Holy crap, it's awful." <laughs> um, so I, I know appreciate... for next time, no salt in the if I'm using those breadcrumbs. But those are almost gone, so I hope to never have them again. Well, there you go. You know, how about yourself? There you go. How's your week? Oh, uh, let me. I don't know where to start. My week was intense. I. Uh, but the weekend, the weekend, <laughs> no. I did go, I went camping and I was wearing my Mark and Al shirt. So oh, I yeah, didn't actually got lost in the woods. <laughs> I got lost in the woods and it's just so ends up. I didn't run into a wolf, but I ran into a bear <laughs> and that bear, I listened to that bear and he was hungry. He was hungry for some of that chicken. So what did he do? He went over to the TikTok. He subscribed to Markin' Out and followed it over on that TikTok. And then he ended up cooking up some chicken for us. It was great. But would I you, digress. You saw, the, you saw the video. Would you consider that cooking with Brandon? Because I know there are deniers out there. Of course. You know, it's cooking and your name is Brandon. So, yeah, I'm I would say man. that cooking cooking with Brandon has evolved. Like two plus as, two is four. Like it's there's no other, there's no other yeah. option there. Just like you plus me equals us, calculus, okay. you know? It's um, it's just a fact. But, yes, my week was awesome. I actually did take some me time, and I watched WandaVision after all this time. But you hated it. 
You know? <laughs> All right. So, I didn't hate it. The first few episodes took a lot for me to get behind. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the Dick Van Dyke. Which makes no sense, because I thought for sure you would have been, like, in love with that part. I So, I did. I don't know. I think I, I liked it. You know, I appreciate the... Um, the cinematography of it, um, but filmed in front of a live studio audience for real. I think it was more so the lack of action, like the build, you know. Yeah, that's I always hated that about Leave It to Beaver. No action. Yeah, exactly. Leave it to Beaver. Wally. You know. Yeah, the only <laughs> time you had some action in that is if like a window got shattered with the baseball. You All know, the but... action took place off off camera. Yeah, but. I, yeah, you know, the build was very, eh, but around episode three, I started to enjoy it. Um, There were parts where I did fast forward a little bit. The dialogue gets a little bit, I don't care, Um, but I was very happy. We could talk about it, right? No? I mean, it's been a year. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was a huge fan that uh, that, um, your brother came back. You know, With an asterisk, I, I guess. Yeah, I, I love the fact that it, they were just like uh, how she recasted him. Yeah. You know, I mean, I thought that that was a genius way to go about it with the recasting aspect, and I I definitely marked out for that. I thought that was awesome, but yeah, I don't know. There wasn't really any big surprises in that that threw me off. No. You know, there wasn't that too many big surprises. And I think now uh, we're just waiting on Agatha's show. Yeah, she's supposed to be having a show coming out. Yeah. You know, but... Which, by the yeah. way, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think I might have given it a shout-out at one point. The The theme song that, that was sung on that, it was Agatha all along? Mm-hmm. What'd you think of that? I thought that that was awesome. Very catchy it was based or off... what? What? Very catchy or what? Yeah, it was. It was like pretty much like the Munsters, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought that it was. You, awesome. you said that weird, by the way, to me. Oh no, the Munsters. The Munsters. You said like Munster, like cheese. Munster, eat some Munster. Yeah, but. Hey, so it's all great and grand, and we could talk about that all day, all night, and talk about the escapades, escapades, and escapades that take place in the woods, which can be a podcast of its own. But that being said, yes, um, gets wild. But that being said, let's talk about some pro wrestling here on Marking Out, and let's kick it off with some Monday Night Monday Night Nitro. Which opens with the Judgment Day picking up the victory over Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles. And I gotta be honest, I forgot Dolph Ziggler was a face for a hot second. Um, When he came out, I was like, oh, Dolph Ziggler's about to wrestle AJ Styles. And then they were standing next to each other. I was like, oh, right, he's a face. Yeah, yeah. It didn't really occur to me with that all... uh... Either. As far as the match goes, uh, it wasn't bad, but I feel like it wasn't an opening match. Um, like nothing to me, nothing really happened in this. I don't know. I thought that the names involved and everything. I think that it's a fine opening match. Yeah, obviously, and it gives Balor and Priest a big win. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, Afterwards, though, we saw Edge pull up. So the Judgment Day, they were on their way out, and they went back to the ring and called him out. And Edge was like, I didn't show up alone. And the Mysterios came out from behind, attacked them with kendo sticks. And at one point, it came down to Dominic and Rhea Ripley, and she got him to give her the kendo stick. And then Edge and Rey Mysterio got in the ring, backed them up, and they left. Yeah. So, um, it's going to happen. It seems like maybe it will happen. He's going to fall for Rhea Ripley. She's going to seduce him, and he's going to turn. He's going to turn on his father. Uh, Later on, I didn't really know where to put this, but uh, they had a segment where they were backstage, unrelated to the Judgment Day, but they were backstage and Edge and Kurt Angle had a segment together. Oh, this was hilarious. Where it's very, very similar to years ago when Edge made Kurt Angle look like a fool and he was apologizing for a bunch of stuff on the back of the pictures. And uh, also during the segment, we did see Dominic question Rey Mysterio about Clash of the Castle because it was announced that Rey will be teaming with Edge for the first time in years. Yeah, instead of his son. And Dominic was like, I thought I thought it was a family thing. Yeah, and so with that being said, I mean, it's looking like it. It's going to happen. But that... Being said, let's move on to the next one. Asuka, Bliss, and Belair picked up the victory over Danny Moe, Kayla uh, Sparks, and Katie Arquette. Um, This match was actually really awesome because it's not very often where we get, um, I guess, independent wrestlers being featured on Monday Night Raw right now. So it was really exciting to see people such as Danny Moe, Arquette. I don't know what they were being called on. On Monday Night Raw, but that's what I recognize them as. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now we just need a facade to come on in. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, no, this match, it was good. You know, it did the did the trick. It highlighted Asuka, Bliss, and Belair. This, to me, though, was like the opening contest where it's like not much really happened in this either. It was just really hype for Clash the of the Castle. And they cut a yeah. promo about it afterwards as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after that, we saw Kurt Angle come out wearing Team Angle gear. And Alpha Academy came out with varsity jackets. Tried to offer him a spot, which he passed on. And then him and Chad Gable had some really good back and forth. Going back and forth with the shoosh and everything. I thought that was fantastic. This was hilarious with the shoosh and you you can't shoosh the shoosher. Yeah. And like, this uh, was gold. Obviously, I'm standing there on the edge of my seat, sitting there on the edge of my seat. And I'm like, holy crap, he's wearing Team Angle gear. He needs backup. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin to the company. Charlie Haas is probably healthy enough again. I was waiting for World's Greatest Tag Team. But it was the Street Profits. And... Uh, Chad Gable pitched a, a thing where if they won, then Kurt Angle has to join the Alpha Academy. Obviously, Kurt Angle does not have to join the Alpha Academy because the Street Profits picked up the victory there, which I really, really, from wrestling this week, this was one of the, the finer matches, I think. 
I agree. I thought that this was, yeah, I thought that this was a lot of fun. I thought that it was a good match. Um, I, I love the Dawkins shoulder tackle spot. Yeah. Launched Otis over the commentary table. Totally launched him over that table. Um, yeah, big fan of it. There were some moments that I thought the Alpha Academy were actually going to win this. Mm-hmm. And I I would have liked it if they did win. Then Kurt Angle would have had to have joined them. I thought that would have been cool. But it was yeah. still enjoyable. They had a lot of time for it. Yeah, that's so. true. Well, next and then up, they had you... the, uh, the alcohol spot afterwards. And Kurt, I guess, is a recovering addict or whatever. So I didn't think that that... I didn't even put it to all of that. Yeah, so he ends up spitting out the drink and then... Handing out milk, milk to everybody so they could have a milk bash, which is funny. Yeah, he was throwing I, I didn't the even... milk out to the uh, to the crowd and everything. Yeah, I didn't even put it towards anything like that. I just figured that it was probably just a, na- a disgusting, nasty drink that he didn't want. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about alcohol aspect. I don't well, think, I it was think that. I that's what I thought it was about. Yeah, I, I don't think it had. I don't think that it had any uh, connotation. Sh- of well, it, I'm pretty alcohol. sure he's sober, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe so too. But I don't. I don't think that it had any connotation like that. How could it not? I, what do you mean? I don't know. I. I never. I, I never. I don't know. I never thought that it was an alcoholic beverage in their drink. It's always that's always been like a long time thing. Yeah, man. they're like always. Hey, what's in that cup? Yeah, but I don't know. I. I never really. But yeah. So earlier in the day. It was put all over social media that that uh, Riddle and Rollins are in a backstage brawl. Oh my god! So, there's no cameras to capture it. I know. Who would have ever said something like that? You know. But uh, it was really cool because people were putting out videos of apparently. Well, it's not apparently. Riddle and Rollins showing up to the arena, both in the parking lot. And they start to throw down. They start to fight each other in the parking lot where the fans could see. And there's no <laughs> video recordings or anything besides fan footage. I can't believe how many people thought they were shoot fighting. Really? Yeah. I mean, I didn't think that it was shoot fighting. I thought it was. I thought that it was a genius move that they did this. I think this was at like. It, I don't what, think like, it was a real fan footage. I think it was the, deliberately somebody was there to film it like that. No, there was there was I saw like two there could have fans. been other fans there, but I think the main one that was going around was somebody who was deliberately put there to film it and put it out. Oh, it's it's definitely very possible. I mean, I saw only I think two videos of it taking place. So, for this segment, they had to be separated for their interview because of that fight and yeah. Riddle, by the way, is now Matt Riddle again finally. Mm-hmm. There were big rumors going around that Austin Theory, I believe, at a live event was called Austin Theory. Yeah, but apparently he doesn't want that. Austin Theory doesn't want to be called Austin Theory? Yeah, I saw an interview recently that Austin Theory, or just like the other day, where Austin Theory was asked about his first name, about him getting it back, and I guess he said that he actually doesn't want his first name back. How he feels that Austin was just something that he it's just his actual first name and theory is I guess the his persona and theory was a backyard wrestler that he was so he'd prefer to just be theory instead of Austin theory so 
Yeah, so apparently he prefers that it maintain as theory instead of Austin theory. So they went back and forth during the interview, and they come back from commercial break to show us extra footage of what happened during the commercial break in the interview. And Seth Rollins brings up Matt Riddle's divorce and how his kids aren't with him anymore because of the divorce and invited Riddle to come find him. And that, like, really set Matt Riddle off. Yeah, this was, like... I think this was the most spoken about thing from Monday Night Raw. Yeah, this was just intense, especially the delivery, because he was just like... I mean, you had a pretty intense interview with the both of them but then at the end Rollins just like is the cameras are we still rolling or something like and then he just says it as like pretty much the interview segment well not the but the back and forth is like done and then he threw that out there yeah and I I, that was just awesome and that uh, I think that I don't want to say sells a pay-per-view but definitely sells that match for the pay-per-view PLE Yeah, I mean, you don't really need all that much else. (laughs) Uh, After that, we saw Bobby Lashley pick up the victory over The Miz. We found out that charges weren't pressed against Loomis via The Miz. And The Miz was pretty distracted in this match. And... Very. The the referee... So, while they're walking, him and Champ are walking to the ring. They pass a security guard. We know it's, it's not supposed to be Loomis, but Miz is seeing Loomis. So we see Loomis to to show that like do what people understand seeing. that. <laughs> yeah. So Miz is seeing Loomis everywhere. And we saw during this match even, the ref catches the Miz with the necklace in his hand. He goes to to try to take advantage. The ref is distracted with that. Champa takes advantage. But then Miz, off in the distance, up in the crowd, he sees Loomis again. And then he loses the match. Miz ends up leaving later on by himself. Champa's like, are you sure? And Miz is like, yes, I'm sure. And as he's pulling away, in the back of the car is Loomis. Now this time, Miz doesn't see him. We see him. So, Loomis might have gotten Miz again. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, I thought that that was really cool how you just see him in the back of that car. Um, we don't know what took place, but I'm definitely invested to find out what does happen, though. Yeah. Uh, after that, we saw the Bloodline come out, and they spoke about the Roman Reigns celebration that's happening on on SmackDown, or that happened on SmackDown, I guess, by the time you listen to this. Um. Which, via TikTok, I saw <laughs> that SmackDown was taped. I didn't even realize it was going to be. But it makes mm. sense because they were in the UK. You didn't know it was taped? Uh, I, I didn't think it would have been, but it made sense when I saw it on TikTok. I, I saw it on, I think, Friday night. when <laughs> On Friday night, I saw the spoiler. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. it makes sense. But Kevin Owens ends up coming out. And said that the bloodline doesn't run anything on Raw. It's still the Kevin Owens show. He reminded the Usos to tell Roman Reigns that he still owes him one. And then Sami Zayn standing up for Roman Reigns. He's like, Roman Reigns doesn't owe you anything. And Kevin was sad for Sami Zayn because he's, quote, one of the best wrestlers. And now he's just a clown. 
And Jay Uso's like, if you don't leave, we're going to do what we did to Drew McIntyre. And Kevin Owens gets into the ring and they they go to fight. Kevin Owens yeah, said that down. Jay Uso cost him the Universal Championship 18 months ago, and he hasn't forgotten about that. No, they they threw down, and this was really, I I like this. I was a big fan of this entire segment, um, but yeah, this this entire match I was a huge fan of too. Yeah, Kevin Owens picked up the victory over Jay Uso. I think this yes, was another I, really good match from this week. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that the big takeaway is that Sami Zayn just couldn't pull the trigger. You know, they had that moment where uh, Jay had the the referee was distracted by Jimmy and um, Kevin Owens was right on the rope, right prime territory. And then Sammy wouldn't use the Sam- chair. Yeah, Sami Zayn couldn't hit him on the head with the chair. And he waited, he waited, and then the referee turned around and he put the chair down. Um, and then Jimmy yelled huge. at him and Jay ate a stunner. Yeah. Main that, event that, Jay, though, I think is still in there. I thought oh, this was 100%. a really good match. 100%. I think that both Jimmy and Jay are really phenomenal athletes. And I think that they both can have good singles runs, as we saw with Jay, you know? Um, after this, we saw Johnny Gargano. It was an interview from earlier in the day where he spoke about Theory and how Theory didn't even call him in nine months that he was gone. And then Theory shows up and he asked Johnny Gargano why he never called him. I won the U.S. championship. I won the money in the bank, the youngest ever. Why didn't you call me? And then... Austin Theory just wished him luck. And that was the end of that segment. Yeah, I thought that that was a a good segment, you know. Um, But main event of the evening, it was to determine who would become the new women's tag team champions. It came down to Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah picking up the victory over Kai and Sky. Uh... This match was well spoken about, especially because of its magnitude and it closing out as the main event of Monday Night Raw. But it also left a lot of fans unhappy. So before we talk about that, we should mention the match itself. Bailey got involved behind the referee's back. So Kai and Sky were able to take over from that. But Bailey ends up getting chased off by Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss. And we saw Aaliyah make a blind tag. She ends up pinning Dakota Kai, which was very, very surprising. Yeah. Very surprising. And this, of course, pissed people off. I don't think Dakota Kai and Io Io Sky need the championships right now. No, so I agree Especially heading into a six-woman tag match at Clash of the Castle. No, Kai and Sky does not need the tag team champions right now. I mean, I, is it surprising? Yeah, of course. But on the other hand, how many times do we complain like we want to be surprised on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown? And of course, like people are thinking Kai and Sky is going to win the tag team championship. And then you have Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah win instead. And then people are like, 
why are you doing that? That's so messed up. Well, Calling Triple H Triple L or whatever. Yeah, that this they was his now. first L. I mean, I, and how... I think with the rumors of Sasha Banks and Naomi being re-signed to WWE, I don't think there's any way that it should have been Dakota Kai and EO Sky to drop the titles to them if they're going to drop titles. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that Rodriguez and Aaliyah uh, could be good transitional champions because, let's face it, as of now, I feel like they're going to be more of a transitional champion. Also, uh, I believe after the match, you can see Dakota Kai saying, I wasn't even legal, which people pointed out that she was not the legal competitor. So which I don't know could. if they're going to play that into the story or what. I mean, it easily can be played into the story, you know, leads it open to many things. Also, uh, Aaliyah has been signed since 2015. This is her first championship, so I think that's pretty cool in seven years that finally, I guess, being recognized. Yeah, I think that it's really, uh, really cool and everything, and we'll see what happens with them. But let's move on to some NXT. It opened up with Grayson Waller. (laughs) Yeah. Picking up the victory over Apollo Crews, which this I thought was surprising too, but... What did you think? What do you think about his finisher, Waller? Like the the setup doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. What's your take on his finish? I don't mind it, but the setup is like it really to me is unnecessary. But I I don't mind it as a finisher. Yeah, I I the the setup really takes me takes it away so much from it. I don't think that it's really. I don't know. I can't see that finisher. Maybe it should. It could be a signature. But finisher-wise, I think he does need to do something Well, essentially, it's a stunner. Yeah. It's just like the theatrics that go before it. We see other people with theatrics like that as well. I mean, Mustafa Ali, Ricochet. Yeah, I mean, it's innovative. It's innovative for sure. But just unnecessary at times. The match itself, though, we saw at one point Apollo Crews got poked in the eye by maybe mistake. But Cruz continues, and right as Grayson Waller was about to hit his finisher, he jabs Apollo Cruz in the eyes again. So I don't know if it was quote unquote by mistake. So he definitely mm-hmm. used that to his his advantage to to pick up the victory, pull one over on me, because I thought yeah. there's no way <laughs> Apollo Cruz was going to lose that match. But yeah. Uh, after that, we had Diamond Mind backstage where Roderick Strong was like try really trying to throw, to to show them footage to like try to clear his name. Julius wanted absolutely nothing of it. He wanted to focus on the match, and Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley walked in to try to calm everything down or whatever. That leads into their segment, their match. Katana Chance and Caden Carter picked up the victory over Diamond Mind. We saw Toxic Attraction get involved, cause some distractions during this. Which Ivy Nile fought them off, but she couldn't get back in time to help Tatum Paxley. Yeah, uh, so I'm confused. Toxic Attraction, right there, featured on this. Isn't one of them injured? Yeah, quote-unquote. All right. I don't know. I don't know if Gigi Dolan's injured or not. I have no idea. Yeah. But that's like the 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 tournament's over anyway. We know later on there was there people weren't cleared in there in this, so that's the way the 
I mean, that's Cookie that's crumbles. how they got us to Raquel and Aaliyah. Yeah. Well, but after the match, Toxic Attraction spoke. Uh, not Toxic Attraction. Caden Carter and Katana Chance spoke about how they've been defeating all these teams in NXT, and they don't have opponents for Worlds Collide. And they're like, so we'll just throw a party in the parking lot. <laughs> Which I think is so stupid, but on brand for yeah. for them to party. And that's when all of a sudden Dewdrop's theme song hits. And then Nikki A.S.H. comes out and they were like, we're going to challenge you for the titles. And I thought that was great. Oh, yeah. I thought that it was great. It's clever. I mean, hey, little ditty about Jack and Diane, but Nikki... Has been on every single Worlds Collide, right? No. I thought that it, she was. I don't know if that's an accurate statement. That, Didn't you send potential. me? Potential. It was that she is now, if come Worlds Collide, she wrestled for every championship available to her. Ah. Including the 24-7 championship as well. That's cool. Um, but later on, we saw Mandy Rose on the phone and Shayna Baszler showed up from Friday Night SmackDown. And said that if Mandy Rose doesn't win on Sunday, everything that Mandy Rose has been saying over the past few weeks, over the over the past year, is just absolute garbage. So she has to win the undisputed NXT Women's Championship. Man. We saw Mako Satamora at one point backstage in a segment with Alba Fire, which I thought was cool because she won the championship from Kaylee Ray. From Alba Fire, so that interaction I enjoyed. Blair Davenport was interviewed, and she got cut off by Rhea Ripley. And Rhea Ripley's like, I've held both championships before. Don't screw this up. Like, you better win this too. Like, don't, like, now's your chance to hold both championships, basically. Yeah, she's like, don't mess this up for the brand. We saw Braun um, Breaker. This was like, I think, earlier on the night. We saw Braun Breaker. Finn Balor shows up. And he's like, don't underestimate Tyler Bate. And then later on, we saw Fit Finley give Tyler Bate an iPad with Butch on it. So Butch could hype Tyler Bate up. They have history together with the NXT UK Championship. And then we saw Gunter show up later on. To remind Tyler Bate that he's been the longest, that Gunter is the longest reigning champion in history, and that Tyler Bate better win for NXT UK. Champa spoke to Braun Breaker. I thought this was a an excellent way to tie Worlds Collide into NXT. Oh yeah, totally. And yeah, uh, I th- it made total sense. And all of those um, cameos, it's just like. Oh my, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like they're all in their own markout moments to just see them appearing on NXT. Yeah. No, no, but... After that, we saw Schism, where uh, Joe Gacy still wants Cameron Grimes, and he had a seat for him. And Cameron Grimes came out, and he's like, I don't need you. And Joe Gacy ran down everything that Cameron Grimes has lost in the past. He's like, I just want you to admit that you're that you're lonely. And Cameron Grimes is like, I agree, but I still don't need you. And Joe Gacy continued to taunt him, and he brought up his father. So Cameron Grimes snapped and went after the dyad. 
and he goes to go after Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy just hugs him and, and calms down the dyad, backs them off. He just hugs them. So I feel like this is going to actually lead to Cameron Grimes being like, oh, well, look at that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do need him. Yeah. After that, though, we saw Pretty Deadly and Lash Legend pick up a perhaps surprising victory over Brooks, Jensen, uh, Briggs, and Jensen. His first name is Brooks. And uh, Fallon Henley, by the way, it's, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's rumored or confirmed that B-Squared is doing some training at the Performance Center this week. Some guest Hmm. coaching. Bull Buchanan. Yeah, yeah, makes you... Makes you wonder. Maybe we'll see him on uh, a Worlds Collide. Yeah. But this match, to me, I think it was all over the place. One of those goofy matches. Gallus came out at one point, and security got involved, and uh, Briggs went after them. And Joe Coffey used a boot that came off of Brooks's foot, I believe, to knock um, Jensen out. And uh, everyone brawled, just setting up for Worlds Collide. Yeah, pretty deadly was in there, uh, you know. And then, I I don't know, I guess it wasn't official at that point. It was uh, the NXT UK Tag Team Championships and the NXT Tag Team Championships will be unified for that. We didn't get any of those, like, pep talks from any former Tag Team Champions, so kind of uh, disappointed in in that aspect, but Mm -hmm. when you look at the former champions... (laughs) Like, the former NXT UK Tag Team Champions, Grizzle Young Veterans, are now the Dyad, so they're not going to be giving any pep talks. Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews are no longer in the company. Gallus is part of the segment. Pretty Deadly was part of the segment. Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven's not in the company. Tyler Bates, obviously, on different uh, different storylines. Yeah. Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter, not involved. One of them is released. I don't know if both of them are released, but... And then, obviously, NXT tag team history is, like... You're not... Like, Neville's in in AEW. <laughs> you're not going to have him, so... Makes you wonder. They're not going to bring back the Ascension for that. Uh, no, no. Lucha no. Dragons aren't showing up. Vaudeville... Vaudevillians aren't showing up. Vaudevillains. The Revival can't show up. Yeah. So, no. It makes sense. Yeah, I agree. I think that having that brawl and it's exciting, you know. Like you could, I mean, maybe you could have had the Viking Raiders and Street Profits, but that ultimately would have been like probably not. Yeah. So yeah, could have. So yeah, we had that segment. I enjoyed it, uh, or kind of enjoyed it, but we saw Andre Chase pick up the victory over Charlie Dempsey, which. I don't think it's believable that Chase was able to get all the moves on Dempsey that he did. But, uh, but, um, Mm -hmm. Charlie Dempsey did eventually, like, go after Chase and, like, get some good moves in on there. But I just, I I don't believe it. Nah, I don't believe it either. But, I, I mean, the end of the match, we saw him go after Bodie, so that was the distraction. Yeah. Where Chase got the, the quick victory there, but... Eh. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that, Zoe Stark picking up the victory over Kiana James. 
I don't think this was 100% necessary. I guess it just I... shows that Stark is strong after her injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's all that it was doing was to highlight Stark to show that she's good after injury and everything like that. And Nikita made the save there, so I guess they're gonna maybe going forward. Will they'll they'll be a tag team still? Nah. Um, backstage, we had a quick segment with Nathan Fraser and Axiom where they were reading comic books, which was funny because I, I think uh, I think they were comic books or magazines or something. And Nathan Fraser mentioned Seth Rollins, who's uh, the person who trained Nathan Fraser. Uh, also, I thought it was funny because Axiom, if you don't know, obviously is A-Kid. Although, if you didn't know, it wouldn't be obvious, maybe. Mm-hmm. But Fraser said to Axiom that he has no idea what it's like to be in the NXT UK. Axiom doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And it led to him explaining the Heritage Cup rules and everything. And Axiom's like, oh, well... Maybe we could do a best of three match. And it's funny because Axiom, A-Kid, and Nathan Fraser once faced off in a number one contender match for the Heritage Cup under Heritage Cup rules. The British round style rules. So I thought it was funny there because he was explaining, like, you have no idea what it's like to be there when he does. You have no idea what this is when he does. So I thought it's funny, and I think they're going to put on a, a really, a really good match. Their match, the their uh, Heritage Cup number one contender match, is really good. So a two out of three falls match, I think, is going to be grand. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with it. Main event saw the Diamond Mine pick up the victory over Gallus. Uh, I think this was the match of the night. Yeah, I think that this is probably where it should have. Uh... Actually, no. If you don't know Gallus uh, as a trio before this, I thought this was a good introduction. We saw them tag last week, but as a trio this week. Uh, Roderick Strong, though, came out to try to show them again what he, like, he was really trying to show them. What he was trying to show them, we have no idea. But Damon Kemp takes the phone, stomps it. Pretty Deadly ends up jumping in afterwards, and then... Briggs and Jensen jumped in, and the locker room emptied out to separate everybody. So, uh, that just more, more tag team stuff. Just let, yeah, a lot more tag team stuff, you know. But next up, you had Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, um, just cutting a, a good promo. Yeah, Carmelo Hayes addressed that he didn't have an opponent for Worlds Collide. Yeah, only leading for he also the he said uh-huh. he's not going to be defending it because there's nobody on his level. Yeah, and then that led to the return of Ricochet to NXT. Um, crowd definitely was not expecting that. Who I think we should have expected was Noam Dar because he holds the Heritage Cup. He's not featured on this this event. I was hoping for Shinsuke Nakamura. I feel like Ricochet was kind of disappointing. Like, no offense to Ricochet. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess because I had, like, Nakamura in my mind. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Carmelo Hayes versus Ricochet is going to be a fantastic match. And, oh, and it I... led to a quick physical altercation with Ricochet coming out on top to end NXT. So... I think that's pretty cool. I believe the last time we saw Ricochet in NXT was April 
right after Takeover New York. Um, when him and uh, Alistair Black won the the Dusty Cup. That's true. I think so. I, I but... think that's when the last time. Because see, they were already on the main roster at that point. Yeah. Uh, not not one. They they lost. Nah, but it's very possible. You know? But I mean, they won the Dusty Classic, but they lost the match against the War Raiders. Thank goodness. But uh yeah, that's what happened on NXT this week. I guess we'll we'll talk about Worlds Collide right now. Taking place at the Performance Center this Sunday. We have, I mean, we could just say Carmelo Hayes versus Ricochet for the North American Championship. I'm going to go with Carmelo Hayes. I think that as well. Uh, Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Elimination Match to unify the NXT Tag Team Championships and the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. Uh, The Creed Brothers defending their titles against Brooks and... uh, Josh Briggs and and Brooks Jensen, their titles versus Gallus and Pretty Deadly. Uh, I'm going to go Pretty Deadly. uh, I'm going to say Gallus. Gallus? Also, uh, I completely didn't even speak about NXT UK. Just forgot about that. Yeah. This was the final episode of NXT UK. And I think outside of takeovers for them, we've been covering... Well, I've, for the most part, been covering them since they moved to Thursdays in 2019. Mm-hmm. Blair Davenport picked up the victory over Isla Dawn, Amel, and Eliza Alexander to become the number one contender. Which we already knew she was number one contender. But... Yeah. And I don't know if they felt like this was their... Or knew that this was their last match in NXT UK. I'm going to assume they, they probably didn't, you know? But... I think they killed it. The three of them end up pinning Isla Dawn. Eliza took out Amel, and then Blair Davenport ends up winning that victory. Saxon Huxley picks up the victory over Kenny Williams. And Chase, you came out to cheer Huxley on. And I wish that instead of being released, they brought Huxley over to the United States to have him paired with Chase, you in NXT here. Because I think they would really appreciate him. Uh Yeah. And then the main event. Tyler Bate picked up the victory over Trent Seven to become the nor the the NXT UK champion. Didn't they, see that coming at all. <laughs> they played a really good video package beforehand that covered their whole history together. And in the match, we saw Trent working on Tyler Bate's knee, so that was a factor here. Trent Seven at one point kicks out of the Tyler Driver ninety-seven. We saw Trent hit an Emerald Flosion from the middle rope. And Tyler, I believe, kicked out of that move. He followed it up with the Tyler Driver 97 for him himself. And uh, there were a few more near falls. And then Tyler finally won the match after hitting his own, his second, I guess, Tyler Driver 97. And then they ended with a, a little video package for NXT UK, just thanking everybody for watching, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So but, it's unfortunate, but Worlds Collide, like I said, is happening. Yeah, let's, and uh, let's for the content. Women's Tag Team Championships, we have Katana Chance and Caden Carter defending those titles against Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. And I truly believe that Katana Chance and Caden Carter will obviously be retaining those cha- those championships. Yeah, I'm going with Chance and 
Caden uh, and Carter on that one too. Um, for the NXT Women's Championship and the NXT UK Women's Championship, triple threat, Mandy Rose versus uh, Satomura versus Davenport. I'm going to go with Satomura. This is where it gets very, 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 very. I want it to be Rose. And I said this, I think I said this last week. I don't want Mandy Rose to lose. I don't want Mako Satomura to lose. And I don't want Blair Davenport to win. I mean, the question is, is Satomura coming to the U.S. or what's the deal with her? I feel like Blair Davenport is going to win this match and I'm going to be disappointed with that. Mm -hmm. So, Hmm. I don't know. It's a tough one. I'm going to, I mean... I don't know. I'm going to say Mako Satomura, even though I feel I really feel like it's Davenport going to picking up that victory. So no matter what, you think that Mandy Rose is not winning. I can't see her winning, but it's going to suck to have her her reign end. I know, I know, but it could also lead into something where on the main roster maybe she now has a feud with um, Baszler because Mandy Rose did not break Baszler's record, right? But you know, she's, so she's been good. almost almost champion for, I mean, on the the, I mean, for, for the greater part of the year. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna lose, I mean, look at that cat, like the caliber of wrestlers in that ring, Davenport and Satomura, you know, especially Satomura, you know, she's, she's, I mean, what hasn't Satomura done? Right. I mean, I think that she's one of those wrestlers that it's nice to see her finally getting her due in the main uh the main eye you know i mean she was featured very 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 quickly i think in wcw yeah she had when they had that division yeah small run you know but but the main event i assume we have to unify the nxt championship Braun breakers nxt championship and tyler bates nxt uk championship i really really wish it would be tyler bates Tyler Bate. I really, really wish it would be Tyler Bate. You Tyler Bate, wish... by the way, the first triple crown, I maybe the only triple crown NXT UK champion. Hmm. Hmm. He's held the, or I mean, even NXT. He's been the NXT tag team champions. He's been the NXT UK tag team champions. He's been the Heritage Cup holder, and he's the hmm. NXT the only two time. NXT UK champion. Yeah. Well, I'm going with Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker could easily show up the next day on Monday Night Raw and be like, Roman. Yeah. I'm going with uh, Breaker on this one. I. I, know, but... I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like it's most likely to be Braun Breaker. I'm just going to go with Tyler Bate, so. All right, stick with it. But uh, that is Worlds Collide. Going to move over to SmackDown. The Viking Raiders picked up the victory over New Day in a Viking Rules match. They had a Viking boat attached to the ring, which I thought was cool. It felt like I was at Epcot pre-2014 on Maelstrom. Uh, New Day, though, dressed up like Thor and Loki. I thought that was cool. And they controlled the start of the match, but at one point they're fighting the crowd that took a turn. Ivar hit a crossbody against the barricade 
on Xavier Woods, which was like really nice, really crazy. Uh, honestly, I, I feel like this match had no business being as good as it was. I think this was the closest that we've seen the Viking Raiders to the War Raiders since coming to the main roster. I thought it was very well done. After that, Shayna Baszler was interviewed backstage and spoke about what she's going to do to Liv Morgan at Clash of the Castle. And Liv Morgan showed up and she's like, I'm not going to tap out. In fact, I'm going to rip your arm off. And Shayna Baszler's like, yeah, okay. And Liv was like, watch me and stared right in her eyes. Uh, after that, we saw Karrion Cross pick up the victory over Drew Gulak. I think Gulak is definitely the perfect first opponent for Karrion Cross. I wish he got choked out instead of tapping, but Cross, after the match, held on to the, the Cross jacket and choked Gulak out. After that, we saw Ronda Rousey make her way to the ring, and she called Adam Pierce out. She had a, a letter from the WWE Global. Whatever that is, or I think that's what she called it. And she had Adam Pierce read it out loud and basically just said that she's reinstated. And Adam Pierce was like, it's nothing personal. You just were doing stuff that was wrong and WWE Global or whatever it was uh, found that even though she did do what she did, she paid off her debt or her uh, her fines, I guess. And Adam Pierce kind of turns heel here. Cuts one hell of a promo, calls her a B-word, and then she snapped his arm. So, I I don't, I mean, we rarely get something like this. I don't think we will. Maybe Adam Pierce versus Ronda Rousey? Maybe. After that, Hit Row picked up the victory over Maximum Male Models. Los Lotharios came out during this, and B-Fab took them out. Uh, I like the unique finger tags for Maximum Male Models. And I guess the unique backhand tags also from Hit Row. I felt like nothing much really happened here. But it's good to see both teams in action. After that, uh, Los Lotharios jumped Hit Row. And Maximum Male Models jumped in. And then the Street Profits made the save. So. uh, Backstage, Happy Corbin was interviewed. And he said he's going to go out and issue an open challenge. Which was... Answered by Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura picked up the victory over there. Uh, Again, not much happening in this match. But later on, Happy Corbin's backstage moping. And a limousine pulls up with uh, the, the steer horns on it. There's only one person with a limo like that, JBL. And you hear him say, God, what happened to you? Get in. So, it looks like JBL's coming back to TV. Match after that, Butch picked up the victory over Ludwig Kaiser. Um, Butch back to looking like Pete Dunne when he wrestles with his long hair and the singlet. I think these two killed it. They killed each other. They killed his match. It was very, very good. Something we could have seen at Worlds Collide, NXT TakeOver, anything like that. Any sort of big pay-per-view. I think it sucks that Worlds Collide isn't taking place overseas because I'm going to miss those like unique chants that they do over there. But the match itself I thought was really good. Kaiser afterwards held um, Gunter back from going after Sheamus. But definitely a very, very good match. 
After that, we had the championship celebration for Roman Reigns uh, having the, the championship for two years. The Usos and Sami Zayn celebrated in the ring. And Sami, at first, he took a shot at Jay Uso. And then Jay cut Sami off to talk about Roman Reigns. And Sami kind of got, I guess he became Jay's hype man, which I thought was funny. But the three of them introduced Roman Reigns. <laughs> Roman Reigns pulls up really late, gets out of the car, gets attacked by Drew McIntyre, ate a boot, smashes into the car, and then Drew McIntyre makes his way to the ring. The Usos send out Sami Zayn, who he got knocked out right away with a Glasgow kiss. Usos jump Drew McIntyre, he took them out. Sami ends up using a chair that Drew McIntyre tossed into the ring, but McIntyre ends up hitting a Claymore into the chair into Sami Zayn. Suplex Jimmy Uso through the commentary table. Rocks Jay Uso with the spear through the barricade. And basically says he's not stopping. He wants the title. He's coming for Roman Reigns' clash of the castle. As I mean, I think all of this made Drew McIntyre look strong, but maybe it made Roman Reigns look a little weak. He was only taken out by a kick. But that was SmackDown. We got Clash of the Castle coming up in Cardiff, Wales, coming at the uh, Principality Stadium. Special start time. A lot of matches taking place uh, that are like strong background storyline-wise to them. Oh, yeah, like huge ones. But let's start off with the tag team match, Edge and Rey Mysterio. With Dominic taking on Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest with Rhea Ripley. I'm gonna go with Judgment Day. Pick. Oh no, I'm going with Edge and Rey Mysterio. I <laughs> think that on Monday Edge Night Mysterio also. I think that on Monday Night Raw is where Dominic is going to turn on them to align with Judgment Day. Not at this event though. Hmm. Well, for a uh, normal match, we have Seth Rollins pay, uh, picking up the victory. Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. I'm going to say Riddle. Well, if you go Riddle, I'm going Rollins. WWE Intercontinental Championship. Actually, no. No. I feel no. like there should be like chess. Once you say it, you can't do it again. Fine, I'm sticking to it. I just like realized checkers. that Rollins, I think, lost like every single pay-per-view match this year. Mm. He has an awful, like, awful pay-per-view record but that only shows the caliber of like person that he is and wrestler that he sees the the growth of others as well as himself you know as a veteran which is cool but let's talk about that ic championship gunther and kaiser taking on sheamus alongside his brawling brutes i'm gonna go with gunther yeah i'm saying gunther as well yeah but I feel like a lot of people are going to be like, holy crap, this match is taking place. As yeah, it's taking place. So. Yeah. Uh, Six-woman tag. We got Bianca Belair, the champion, which I uh, kind of dumb that she's in a, a six-woman tag. But yeah, we have the champion teaming up with Alexa Bliss and Asuka taking on Bailey, Dakota, Kai, and Io Sky. Uh, just say I Kai and Sky. I think this is Bailey and Kai and Sky's match that they need to win here. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with Bailey and Kai and Sky for the victory. 
Um, let's go on to the next match. The universe, undisputed WWE Universal Championship on the line. Roman Reigns defending against Drew McIntyre. You went to that instead of the Women's yeah. Championship? Oh, yeah. I'm going to say shine. I'm going. So this is really difficult because I'm not, I, I, I'm not gonna I really can't it. see Roman Reigns' like, reign ending. I know. But I'm going to say Drew McIntyre maybe wins this or Austin Theory comes out mid-match and cashes in and pins Drew McIntyre to win. Hmm. Either way, I feel like Austin Theory is going to be walking out as champion. I said that the last time, but this is like know. this is the last like big event before it's too late for him to be the youngest WWE champion. You know what? I am going to go with Drew McIntyre as winning because figure maybe they're going to have him have this big win in front of this large crowd because he didn't get to have that. And he had he had the most important role on the entire roster during COVID, being champion. You know, when you're champion, you have that very important role. Right. So, And I feel like he never had that shine that Roman Reigns or any of our other champions have had uh, carrying the Universal Championship. So I feel like maybe it, it would be cool to see them give that moment to McIntyre. Even though I love Roman Reigns, I'm a huge Roman Reigns and Bloodline mark. I'm going to go with McIntyre. But do you maybe but, see that? Uh... Uh, the cash-in? Um, no, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to see the cash-in. When does he have the till? Like the 15th or so? Yeah, I'm not going to say he's cashing in at the pay-per-view. It would make no sense not to. Yeah, I'm not going to say that would make absolutely no sense if if they, I think if, I if think, he held it to the 15th, that's a Thursday. I th- yeah, I'm almost certain it's the 15th. Let him let him cash in at Raw, but that makes no sense. We've had cash ins on Monday Night Raw before. We've never had Clash of the Castle before. That's true. This is the first event there. Yeah, so let's seeing a hometown wrestler maybe potentially win the championship, and, and then, then Austin it? Theory comes out, cashes in, instant over the top heel. Oh yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that that would be atomic heat, but I'm gonna stick to Drew. I, I think I don't think he's gonna cash in at that moment. But if he did, that would be atomic heat, and I would still be a fan of it. And then we have the SmackDown Women's Championship. Liv Morgan defending her championship against Shayna Baszler. I'm going to go with... uh, hmm. I'm going to say Liv Morgan. You know what? I'm going to go with Liv Morgan, but I don't know how I feel about Liv Morgan's title reign right now. Well, they're building her as the, the serious underdog, so... Yeah, they're building the serious underdog and stuff. I feel like I just have to let it play out. So I'm going to go with Liv. Yeah. But especially because I feel like this entire thing of her versus Shayna just hasn't really done anything enough to get Baszler the championship. Although I wouldn't have a problem if Baszler was champion. I just wouldn't like that because of Liv Morgan's reign. Yeah. I mean, also, if she loses, then that could lead into Mandy Rose facing off against Baszler. Not as champion. Now, if both of them lose. But that is Clash at the Castle. We're going to take a quick break right now. I'll be right back here on Marking Out with... No, I did that wrong. I'll be right back on Marking Out. No. (laughs) You got this. You got this. 
going to take a quick break, and I'll be back with Chris right here on Marking Out. This is Joe Gacy, and you're listening to Marking Out. Back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, episode 604, and Chris is with you for the rest of the way with Brandon. Brandon, what's the haps? Hey, howdy, hey. <laughs> hey, howdy, hey. Uh, what, what's that from? Hey, howdy, hey. It's um, it's from Toy Story. Oh, okay. My, I was at my mom's house yesterday, and she had Toy Story 3 on. And I was like, oh, this is the best one. Toy Story 3, then 1. Did you cry two. during Toy Story 3? Oh, absolutely. I saw it in the movie theaters. And when, you know, when they're all holding hands, they're about to get incinerated. And my bird, like, okay, so before I get to that, it's the, like, it's the first day of school, so there's nobody at my house. We're back in a rhythm. I'm here by myself. And my bird just doesn't want to shut up today. So I apologize if anybody hears the sweet sounds of our little Ollie bird over there. But going back to Toy Story. So, yeah. Okay. So they're all about to get in, in, you know, burned burned alive. They're all holding hands. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Listen, the movie's been out forever. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, the claw comes down. And they get, I, was, I was, like, hyperventilating crying because it was such a beautiful moment in cinema there. I know I, I was definitely holding back tears. I didn't actually cry. Oh, I cried hysterically. I cried like any of those Pixar movies. Like I, me and Rachel, I think on one of our like first dates, went to go see Bolt, and <laughs> I cried during that. One of your Rachel's first dates. I thought so I lost in- you. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, um, just like he gets the puppy, and they're all happy and stuff like that. Like literally, like five minutes into the movie. I think that's uh, an underrated <laughs> Disney film, by the way. Bolt. Oh, Bolt's yeah. fantastic. Miley Cyrus, John Travolta, Susie yeah. Essman's the cat. Oh, really? I didn't forget yeah. about that. Up to that first, like, you know, 10-minute yeah, well, montage that's, that's, from that's Brother. That's a hard one to... That's just a, it's a terrible. Um, but, yeah, so... And it's funny with, like, Toy Story 3, how Lotso is very clearly a heel. Oh, absolutely. And in the Toy Story universe, always will be. When we when I did that, uh, that Mickey's not so scary, it was like a long line. Children wanted to meet him. Yeah, because they want to see if he smell like strawberries. But, I mean, would you want to meet a, a, a serial killer or whatever? I mean, I am a, fi- a fan of heels. I thought so. you were going to say, well, I am a serial killer. <laughs> no, no, no. What do you mean you're a fan of peels? Heels. Oh, H-E-E-L-S. Heels. I was about to be like, peels, that's the Toy Story 4, brother. I think, and I, th- I like Toy Story 4, too. I was talking to my mom about that. She's yeah, like, I, thought, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't like it. I'm like, I thought it was great. I'm like, Forky was awesome. Yeah, I think Toy Story 4. That song? Definitely gets disrespected. And oh, I my God. Was, all the time. It was for what it was. I thought it was a good film also. Yeah. So I fell asleep I, during the, the good dinosaur. I was on an airplane and saw it. I was like, this movie sucks. Have you heard the hype? I mean, have you heard like the myth around crying on airplanes? Crying on airplanes? Like you're watching a movie or something like that. Wait, hold on. First, let me say I went back years later and saw it and I, I thought it was better. Than when okay. I was watching on the airplane, but I've never heard about crying on an airplane. I feel oh, like this yeah, is a TikTok I... right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, but there's a thing like, I guess because of the altitude that you're at, and like if you're watching something emotional, it gets you a little bit more emotional. So like, for example, I watched Spider-Man No Way Home on the way home from Disney when we went in April. <laughs> and yeah, I don't want to spoil that because that's still relatively new. They it just re-released scene. it with new scenes. I know because you know tomorrow's National Cinema Day or today's National Cinema no, Day. Well, when, but there's really nothing good in the movies. I mean, you can go see for three bucks at all Regal Cinemas. You can go. See I think no it's Way all. Home. I think it's AMC's doing it too. Oh really? Yeah. They don't want people to go out and have a, a fun time on uh, Labor Day weekend. 
But come yeah. to the movies. I'm gonna have a fun time. We got it. This is the first like, I think this is the first weekend in a very very long time where we just have wrestling mm. all weekend long because we have whatever it is, Clash the Castle. Yeah, you know Brandon Swan song to NXT UK. He's gonna be crying the entire time. We have AEW stuff. Um, but before that, I want to let you know I did. Uh, we celebrated my son's ninth birthday, and I finally got to give him my PS5, his PS5 this week. My PS5. Who <laughs> um, a Freudian slip over there, huh? No, I bought it. So damn it, it's mine. Um, no, but he. I have never seen this kid gets excited for things, but not like that. Like we, I filmed it, and he freaked out, like screaming, jumping around, and this is also we gave it to him at like. His birthday was Monday. We gave it to him Sunday because Sunday we had, like, it was just party day in my house. We had my family over in the day, and then we had his friends over in the evening to watch a movie, which they didn't even watch. So when, every, when the dust was settled, we were all cleaned up. We gave it to him because his friends got him, like, PS games and PS gift cards and stuff like that. And the kid went ballistic. And it's phenomenal. This is his has, uh, second system, though? Um, you can – he has the, the Switch. He has the Switch Lite. He has a Wii U that was gifted to us by our friends because they don't use it anymore. Um, and, like, he has the Wii. So, but this is, like, his system. Like, it's in his room. It's not It's not in the oh. family room. Yeah, so. Um, I did find a game, a wrestling game for it. I didn't get WWE 2K22. Um, but Rumbleverse. Have you heard about this game? You you like Twitch and watch things. On Twitch? You heard is Rumbleverse the one that looks like a broken video game? No. Essentially, it's Fortnite but with wrestling characters. Um, so you go into like a battle royale of 20, 20 people and you run around the city and you just try to knock people out and beat them up. I suplexed somebody off the top of a skyscraper to the ground. What is this on? It's on PS4, PS5, Xbox. It's and free it or? It's free. It's a free thing. But like, you know, it's like, oh, you can get, uh, you know, add-ons for, you know, uh, 20 bucks and you can get like, you know, tokens and stuff like that. So. And it's called Rumbleverse? Rumbleverse. Yes. It's made by Epic Games. Dude, it's it's a lot of fun. I played for a good hour last night. That's um, cool. Yeah, but going back, so that was last weekend, and then going to this weekend, it's wrestling weekend, essentially. Next, no, I mean, next week, by the way, is uh, Disney Plus Day. Oh yeah, uh, the eighth, right? Yeah, so you're gonna have to get ready for that. I know, Jesus. I'm not look. I mean, that what's that? That's Thursday. I have a field hockey game to film. Um, but yeah, so rock and roll. Uh, we've got a crazy weekend this weekend of a lot of professional wrestling. Um, Sunday, I know Dave's going to come to my house where we're going to watch NXT, and then we're going to watch uh, AEW. Uh, maybe order some Powerbomb pizza. Who knows? But let's uh, – <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I just want it just for the gimmick. That's it. We're sitting around watching wrestling. I'd rather order, just uh, order from the actual place. Uh, yeah, th- I mean that too. And can I just have this pizza? And can you put it in the Powerbomb pizza box? Sorry, brother. We can't do that. <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about AEW. AEW's got all out their WrestleMania this coming weekend, and let's go back to Rampage from last week at last Friday. Uh, you have another team advance in the. I like how they're doing like the Dynamite and the Rampage brackets. I think that's. <laughs> it what, was very know? stupid on. Uh, when would it have been? Maybe Tuesday or something when they posted the vi- the the picture for Dynamite. Yeah, people are like, "What do you mean the finals? That's supposed to be at all out." <laughs> yeah, but they've been keeping like the dynamite bracket and the rampage, yeah. which I think is cool. Um, you, uh, surprising, very surprising. <laughs> the Dark Order picks up the victory over the House of Black with the help of Miro because he comes out and uh, you know 
uh, kind of evens the odds, and Alex Reynolds rolls up uh, Malachi Black for the win. So last week I had asked you if you saw Rampage spoilers. You said no, so I didn't want to spoil anything. Thank you. I appreciate that. They announced Dark Order that they are going to be facing House of Black. They announced 10. They announced Johnny and Alex. And then they took 10 out of the match. And on Dynamite, they were like, there's a mystery partner. Who's going to be the mystery partner? And then everyone's like, obviously, well, it's clearly going to be Hangman. And then fast forward to Rampage, it's 10. Maybe it maybe it was an accident. They took ten out of the match to make him a mystery opponent when it was ten. Yeah, I think that you know I will jump ahead because apparently ten got injured in this match, and then on and then on Dynamite Evil Uno got got injured as well. So now going into the finals uh, of the Rampage bracket, it's going to be Best Friends versus Johnny, Alex, and Hangman Page. And I think. Everyone counted Dark Order out of the tournament, which I think is like a rightfully so. Yes. No offense to them because we're big fans of Alex and Johnny. But absolutely, House of Black, you see them going for these championships or whatever. You would assume they were they were moving on, but but it, it, it again storytelling here. Miro gets involved. He what you know what did what he say last week when he came out? Where are the pagans? Where are the pagans? And then all of a sudden, at the end of this match too, you have Darby Allen and Sting come out uh, come out as well to even the odds. Miro not that not being a DQ didn't make sense to me, but I think Malachi Black taking the actual loss sucked even more to me. Why? I feel like he should have been like one of those like protected, like don't so then, pin uh, like, Malachi would, Black. Would you, been, would you have been pissed off if Buddy Murphy took the pinfall? No. Would you he should have been King? the one to take the pinfall. Okay, I see that. But hey, listen, it like it kind of gives cred to this victory for the Dark Order. Alex Reynolds picked up a victory over Malachi Black. And now well, there's they, those rumors that Malachi Black asked for his release and they're not granting it. I don't know if those are true. I honestly, I don't want to talk There's about other rumors that there's turned so many, into but truth. There's so many rumors, but the, here's the thing. I, I want to bump to Dynamite for just for a second. The guy in the front row... With the, with the sign that said, just enjoy wrestling. And especially coming this weekend, and especially with all the drama that's been around, not just the AEW, with WWE over the past four to five months, we're, we're, like, we're hitting cylinders here with just professional wrestling landscape in general that we should all be really excited about. And Like, you go on Twitter, and I, okay, I want to pull this up for a second. I know we're going on a tangent here, but like... <laughs> Yesterday, that whole thing on Twitter, it's like you have to like just put one word. So WWE puts oh, wrestling. Oh, God. I don't yeah. even know how that started. I know Vanity Fair might have started it or something. I don't know how it got started. I know. Reg- regardless of how it got started. And then, like, WWE puts wrestling. So cool. That's awesome. They're acknowledging that they're wrestling. And then <laughs> some mark, the first comment, stop trying to copy AEW, stick to sports entertainment. The next comment, Triple H, you destroyed everything WWE was about. You destroyed everything. <laughs> We grow up loving and watching. Oh, I see that right here, actually. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, just enjoy it. If you don't... That's I, so I say, goofy. Like... It's so goofy. <laughs> and I say this all the time. If you don't like it, don't watch it. There was a period of time where I didn't watch WWE for like two years because I wasn't liking it. Now, I'm starting to graze to it more, and it's not just because Triple H is in charge. It's because they're doing new things. They're adding new characters in. The 24-7 title hasn't been seen in a month. You know, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's a shame. Whatever. Anyway, let's continue on back to uh, Rampage. 
Hook has a backstage interview with Lexi Nair saying he doesn't care about Angelo Parker or Matt Menard and walk off. And Angelo Parker and Matt Menard walk onto the scene and threaten to take the title away from Hook. Uh, this sets up a, a match at All Out on the Zero Hour. It's going to be Hook versus Angelo Parker. So, cool. How about that? Is Zero Hour an ROH thing? Uh, I think they, they, they're bringing it back in because it used to be called the buy-in. Right. So, was was that? Oh, uh, never mind. It was from All In. Yes, it was from All In. Right. Mm-hmm. I think TK said it yesterday on the uh, the media scrum that he wanted to bring it back because of... You know, from the original All In, got instead some, of calling them All Got Biden. some heat from that media call. Yeah, again, I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. Um, it's relevant, and, though. I mean, it's super relevant, but anyway, let's continue on. Wardlow squash match over Ryan Nemeth. You have Chris Sabin, Jay Lethal, Satin Singh, Sanjay Dutt standing. Powerbomb, uh, a headbutt, four powerbombs, that's it. You know, just kind of highlighting Wardlow and going into uh, a triple threat match, uh, uh, a trios match at All Out. Uh, Lexi Nair was the busiest person on Rampage this week because now she's backstage with the Andrade family office because there's still a thing. Um, Andrade just uh, says, you know, be careful of uh, losing, just like, or, uh, you know, there'll be consequences just like Dragon Lee. So they finally mentioned <laughs> the thing from two weeks ago on Rampage. I, I, yeah, which is so bizarre. And, and Andrade also said that everything is consequences. Yes. I don't know what that's going to be about. He's one of the also rumored names to want out, but (laughs) who knows? Don't care. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs squash match over Ashton Day. He's sending a message to Ricky Starks. They have a match coming up at All Out. Yeah, and the Uh, factory beat Starks up backstage. So helping him there. But I think we're going to see Ricky Starks win it all out. 100%. We'll talk talk about our predictions uh, coming up in a little bit. Uh, Again, Lexi Nair, super busy. She is with Jade Cargill and the baddies. Uh, Jay challenges Athena to a match to All Out. Using so, uh, Braun Strowman's quote. Get these hands? Yeah. I don't think that's a Braun Strowman quote, but he uh, another name that has been in the, uh, the yeah, limelight. Yeah, he's apparently confirmed for Monday, so. Yeah, we'll see about that. Um, so that's that. And then mixed tag match that I really don't care about, so we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Ortiz, by the way, randomly bleeding at the end. Um, I saw the cutter he took. Was it was it was the cutter or something like that? They landed right on his face and just busted open the hard way. Hmm. But yeah, let's not talk about it. Um, and then your main event of the evening: Claudio Castagnoli picks up the victory and defends his ROH World Title against the Natural, Dustin Rhodes. Um, I was pumped for this match, but like I didn't like I didn't even care that the title was involved. I just wanted to see Claudio and Dustin. I thought the ending was pure garbage. Okay, that's, uh, that's the IWC Brandon comment. It was the accidental low blow, which I think might have been a real thing. Because I saw a video clip from the actual segment. It was a lot longer than it was on TV. And then oh. it just ended with that uppercut. So I don't know if it was supposed to end differently. Claudio has the best uppercut in the business. So. But, yeah. So that's Rampage. Let's get over to Dynamite. Uh, last week on Dynamite, we had uh, a undisputed... Uh, AEW World Champion crowned in John Moxley, and he kicks off the show, grabs Mike, cuts a heated promo about CM Punk, saying he has no sympathy for him. We're gonna move on, and he's got an open contract. Leaves it in the ring and walks out. And a Steel, Chicago native, uh, owner of the Steel Domain, former wrestling school, and uh, AEW producer comes into the ring, grabs it, and walks to the back. This I, we got to cover like the whole 
three segments of this, if that's okay with you, Brandon, because then CM Punk comes out and he's down on his luck. He doesn't think he could do it. He's 100% cleared. He doesn't know what 100% to him is anymore. Um, and he's he's about to not challenge him. Ace Steel comes out as uh, Mickey from Rocky, as there's been a lot of uh, uh, similes, right? Is that it? Metaphors or no. uh, whatever. <laughs> he comes out, drops an F-bomb, tells CM Punk, you know, he's got to do this. He's the best in the world. And CM Punk goes in the crowd and essentially says he's challenging John Moxley for the AEW championship. John Moxley comes out later and gets cut off and by his own theme song. Gets cut off by his own theme song, screams and yells and says, uh, yeah, it's on. So I liked the way that they set up this main event match. John Moxley comes out, cuts an awesome promo. I thought it was great. Yeah, he made and, fun of CM Punk directly to Chicago. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that, if that's a way, you, there's certain things you can't do, and that's make fun of CM Punk in Chicago. Um, but that's a seething promo. C- CM Punk comes back, retaliates with this like he's down on his luck. Ace Steel comes in and you know gets them all hyped up, and for a match that has a week to build it, I think they did a great job with this. Uh, why? So. Right off Reports the bat, on the internet or something. no. Right off the bat, with Moxley leaving the open contract in the ring, I think it's so stupid that no, I think it makes the roster look stupid, Why even more know? so. Hangman, because he was called out the other week by CM Punk. Nobody wanted that match. Somehow, I, Ace Steel got to it first. Hey, do you know what's going on in the backstage? That's what I'm saying, though. It makes no sense. I was, I mean, and also too, like. Here, there's one name that a lot of people were thinking of, especially at the end of that segment, was MJF. You heard an MJF chant. Oh, I didn't think MJF. I would assume. I assume from the start, obviously, if Mox is leaving a contract in the ring, it's going to be CM Punk. CM Punk's going to win in Chicago, and then maybe MJF shows up afterwards. But he's magically healed. He just got CM his Punk? ass kicked in three minutes. Had a, a bum Punk? foot. Yeah. Well, apparently, like as he said in his, as he said this promo, he goes, "I'm 100. percent He was cleared, but he, he doesn't know what 100 percent is. And he says he has a metal plate. He's got 16 screws in his foot. So like, there's a way that CM Punk wrestled before that, and there's a way that he's gonna have to wrestle after it. He probably went in there. Okay, I could do the same thing that I I've been doing for you know my entire career, but that shred of doubt now kind of it, it's a mental thing." I personally don't see how anyone could be excited for Moxley versus Punk. I'm about it. I think it's... But you, I mean, you, you're going into this match knowing the outcome, no? You never know. Or assuming that you know the outcome? I mean, I want John Moxley to win. and I'll But my... you have to assume. Yeah, but you know what, what happens when you assume? I feel like I'm not going to be the... <laughs> But you're not excited for anything AEW wise. That's not true. I just, I literally just said I was excited for for Claudio versus yeah, Dustin yeah, Rhodes. Yeah, IWC'd it, and you're like, well, this match sucked. No, well, I didn't say it sucked. I said the ending sucked. Yeah, there you go. All right, this anyway, match sucked. What? Brian Danielson versus Jake Hager. <laughs> Why? I didn't need this match. Like, it wasn't bad. It didn't suck. It wasn't bad. But like, there's go. nothing of note. This this feud. With with the bullet, uh, the Blackpool Combat Club and the Jericho Appreciation Society feels like it's been going on for nine months. Because it has been going on. Like for we nine said, months. that it should have ended. What, what was the the 
not stadium stampede, arena, chaos in the arena, whatever they called it, anarchy in the arena. Blood and guts. We were like, it should have ended right then and there. And then they were like, by the way, blood and guts. And we were like, it should have ended right there. Hopefully it's going to end right there. And then it didn't. It just keeps going on and on. But this isn't a Blackpool cop. This is more of like... It's 100%. They're fighting for the custody of him. (laughs) Jericho ran down during this with a chair. Garcia made the save. And Brian hits that... that, uh, the knee on Jericho. I think okay. it's 100% still bull, uh, Blackpool Combat Club. I keep wanting to say Bullet Club. Yeah, because they're Jericho's cronies, so they're going to get involved. Jericho can't... Jericho has not been able to do... He's a heel. He needs his heel cronies to help him. And that's what this is doing. That's why they're involved with it. It's more of a, you know, Jericho is going to be the Lionheart again. Hopefully he comes out the white zombie. And then you got Brian Danielson, who's the best wrestler in the world. And then they have... This wrestler, sports entertainer, who idolizes Brian Danielson, who is in, super in debt to everything that Chris Jericho has done for him. And that's the story there. Unfortunately, the Black Bull Complex is going to get involved because they're going to help out their leader. What's going to be uh, interesting, though, is next week, what is it, the Pure Championship? Yes. In Buffalo, Wheeler Yuta is defending the title against Daniel Garcia. So I... I, I I, honestly, I think we I, could see Daniel Garcia join the Blackpool Combat Club and then in Buffalo win the championship from Wheeler Utah. Yeah, I 100% agree. Because we know you got to put you got to put the hometown boys over, especially like someone like Daniel Garcia who's been very hot in AEW recently. But back been- a segment though, would you even be excited to see CM Punk as champion again? No, because I know, I mean, I could really care less because I know I feel like the next per- person in line has to be MJF. It has to be, yeah. It has to be MJF. And, and also that's, too, again, that's this month is, what, September 22nd or something? And also there's a big... 21st? Uh, yes, it's the 21st. It's a Wednesday. Um, and also, you have to get the title off of Moxley because Moxley has others, like, you know, independent-wise, you know, Moxley's still out there on the scene... Fight Club, uh, GCW Fight Club coming up in October. It's going to be Moxley versus Nick Gage, career versus title. You, yeah, you but have not to, not the title, not AEW the, title. But still, like you can't have Moxley lose to Nick Gage if he's the G, the the AEW champion. If he's not the AEW champion, you can have him lose to it, unless Matt Cardona comes out. And uh, I was going to say, and, I think it's going to lead to Matt Cardona winning the championship again. No, that, I I feel like that has to be it. Um, to face Nick Gage, not I don't I hope it's not a death match again because I can't go through that again. <laughs> <laughs> what would it be? Um, maybe he's Island like, hey, listen, fight? I beat you. Maybe he says, I beat you in my in my I beat you in your match. Match now you're gonna beat me in you know a straight wrestling match or something like that. Let me put on the singlet, brother. Yeah, right. Nick Gage put on a singlet. Jeez. The uh, the segment that took place after Danielson and Hager, we saw the wingmen come out and touch tips. Have they ever been on? AEW Dynamite as a group. I, I I didn't even know uh, the librarian wasn't a librarian anymore. Uh, but I liked I liked it, and especially they had signs. You know, they were picketing. You know, they're as, we're again, pissed. Another we're internet booked. rumors. People are upset with not having spots on TV. So like it kind of plays into it, which I liked. They come out. They're talking how they have to be on TV, and then out of nowhere, W Morrissey comes out, takes out everybody, and then Stokely comes out and hands him a business card. I forgot he was a uh, free agent. Yeah, so did I. A lot of people on the impact. I think Deanna Perrazzo is coming to be a free agent soon. Oh. Um, 
No, so I guess she took Impact Wrestling out of her Twitter account, so now you know the internet's going nuts about it. I feel like like should this maybe have happened like maybe at the pay per view or something? Uh because he's not like gonna like, like he's not gonna be used on the pay per view, right? He's not gonna be that that ladder. He, they match. didn't even say he's all elite. Maybe they were just using him for something. Hmm. Maybe he's the he's the big bodyguard in the Stokely family that he's building. One internet conspiracy that I saw this week was that Stokely's handing out all these business cards to everybody. And apparently they're for MJF. So MJF's building like a new family, but you know, it, it while he's working behind the scenes, building this huge group up. Does Jade Cargill work for MJF? Maybe I no, she probably works for her own. So uh, you don't really see like Stokely with Jade and like a W Morrissey or an Ethan Page and stuff like that. So uh, anyway, after this, the f- th- four women that will be in the four way at All Out for the interim Women's World Championship. You had Sheeta pick up a victory over Britt Baker, uh, and well, it's it it's Hikaru Sheeta and Tony Storm defeating Britt Baker and Jamie Hader with, with Sheeta getting the, the pinfall over Britt Baker. I like the uh, the hip attack that Tony Storm did right into the tornado DDT to the outside on Jamie Hader. Yes, very good. I can't wait to see like Tony Storm and J- Jamie Hader in the ring together on Sunday. So, um, but, that's, but this is like the unfortunate thing though is that Tony. Khan said that he doesn't care about women's wrestling, so... Did he say that directly? He said that... So, I mean, we even spoke about it last week. I brought it up. How Thunder Rosa had 40 seconds. CM Punk had 10 minutes, I think. And he was like, I strongly disagree with the criticism of that. But he didn't say, I don't believe in women's wrestling. What he said was, CM Punk is going to draw more than Thunder Rosa. Which might be true, but... It is true. The only I, way to build up the women's division is to push them. And then he, I think, maybe caught himself realizing he shouldn't have maybe said that and said that, oh, well, she gave us the time was, uh, it was two, two, um, what was it, like two hours or a few hours right before the promo. Absolutely. So we didn't have time to cut things. Look back at last week's episode. The opening segment went long and the main event could have been cut. A hundred percent. Not even. We're not, we're not asking for ten minutes of of Thunder Rosa relinquishing the title. Just do it out in front of the audience. Two minutes. I was listening to her this morning on Busted Open, and she's saying that she has been doing therapy and rehab four days a week. So, do you think climbing into a wrestling ramp? No, you could have done it on upstairs, the ramp, right on the ramp. But you still have to climb upstairs and get onto the rampway. So. I don't know. Listen, let's just let's talk about what was presented on TV instead of the backstage drama. I said this like five minutes ago, and it's, it's like one ear, one ear, not the other ear. And now the well, it's not even backstage drama. This is what we're getting on TV. You're I not going to get skewing, women's you're, wrestling you're on the skewing, product. You're skewing it. It's not Tony being Khan skewed. doesn't it's like not women's wrestling. Skewed. That did not come out of his mouth. That, but that, you what he's and saying all of these is he mark internet. He cares about ratings, sort of and if they're not going to draw ratings, he's not going to push them on television. So how can you tell me that he's not going to care about women's wrestling if he's not going to push it? It never came out of his mouth. That's the I thing. care more words. about ratings than women's wrestling. wrestling. That's the, the toxic quote. What are you talking base. about? What am I talking about? Is that the, the entire internet wrestling community puts words in every? But they're not putting the... words. It was literally words he said. CM Punk C- is going to draw okay, so, more, okay, so, so I'm so, not so, going so, to so, push so, Thunder so, Rosa so this, in that tell segment. This, tell me this. Tell me this. Tell me this. Who's more of a draw? Who's selling more t-shirts? But that doesn't matter. That's it not how you matter. make somebody Who's a draw. Who's going to get you more ratings? That's how, how, how are you going to make somebody right? a draw in 40 seconds? That's not going to work. Okay. That that doesn't work. 
Well, maybe now they'll push Tony Storm to the moon. After this, I apologize. Let's see, I apologize about getting angry. Let's continue on with what's going on Kip on Sabian. TV. What? Kip, Kip Sabian. Sabian. <laughs> yeah, Kip Sabian's back, and he's getting a uh, 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 transatlantic champion. Whatever it is, all Atlantic <laughs> championship. Um, and then that's you know, on. Said, that's also zero hour, right? That's going to be a zero hour match. Yes. So cool. We'll get to see the first title defense. On an AEW programming, well, I mean, they had it on Dark, but again, you know, as Brandon likes to say, nobody watches Dark. They don't. Um, Miro they do. after that. They got, a lot of, they got a lot of views. Let's take a look right now on YouTube and go to the All Elite, All Elite Wrestling's page and see what how many views they have for Dark and Dark Elevation. Shall we? Go on to YouTube. Let's see. All Elite Wrestling. Let's take a look at this. Three million subscribers. Let's go back. Popular uploads. Let's go to videos, shall we? Dynamite. Dynamite. John Moxley has half a million views. Claudio, uh, Claudio, what about Claudio's Hey EW? What'd you think about that? I didn't watch that. Actually. Oh, well, you should. It was fantastic. Uh, 234,000 views for Dark Elevation, and then 168,000 views for AEW Dark. So people are watching it. Anyway, let's go back to Dynamite. Um, and you have Jim Ross sit down with Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. Back and forth. Don't have to go into more of that much. The main focus of this, Christian is going to be fighting Jack Perry. Not being Jungle Boy on Sunday. Maybe they're cha- may- maybe we'll see on Sunday he'll be changed from Jungle Boy to Jack Perry. Dog damn Jungle Boy Jack. That's it. So you had a squash match. FTR and Wardlow picked up the victory over Silas Young, Red Jones, and Ice Pick Capri. Just kind of setting them up for a swash match to hype up their uh, trios match. I was shocked that Silas was in that. Why? Like, that was how they used Silas Young? It's a payday, we brother. I was so excited when he was on TV the other time. <laughs> yeah, but still, hey, listen. It's, oh, man. A, it's getting him a payday. B, it's getting him on TV. And he's a great, he's a great worker. So... There we go. Next up, four-way match. These four men will be in the the casino battle roy- uh, casino ladder match at all out this Sunday. You have Wheeler Yuta pick up a victory over Dante Martin, Ray Phoenix, and Roosh. Awesome match here. A lot of high-flying stuff. Martin, again, continues to look great. Yeah, absolutely. Good. I he's going to look, uh, look great Yuta jumping off ladders on Sunday. Yuta used a, uh, a cool pin here. I thought Roosh was going to win this. I thought he should have I... won this. I, you can't have a, a champion lose in a four-way match like this. So, I'm about it. Picks it uses, uses the seatbelt to get the pin. So, cool. About it. And there's, uh, who else is in this? Penta and Claudio Castagnoli. Andrade. And, uh, and Andrade's in it, too? Yeah, and the mystery. Huh? Who do we think? The, there's so many people that could be the mystery. Samoa um, Joe seems like the only. You know why he's been out? He's been filming a, sh- a TV show. Yeah, I found that out. Yeah. So, um, he's been filming a TV show. Um, Adam Cole, I've heard, is one name that it could be. Well, one it's name not Bobby that... Fish, that's for sure. <laughs> well, uh, apparently, again, the inter... apparently they haven't come to terms on a contract. I feel like Bobby Fish is somebody, especially with uh, the Undisputed Elite, is somebody that they kind of have to keep in the fold. Well, he, so... said, he said the other day that, like, I'll go to bat for Triple H... And fans attacked him. Of course the fans are going to attack him. They were like, get out of AEW if this is how you feel. Listen, 
I bet you Adam Cole would say, I bet you Adam Cole, like, what do you think about Triple H? I love him. He did yeah. so much for my career and he does so much for me. But I bet he's having a great time in AEW right now. He's getting to work with his friends, getting to work with his girlfriends. If the schedule's a lot lighter. If, yeah, and the AEW fans are starting to, like, say really harsh things about Britt Baker now, too. Yeah, well, everybody's, no. It's really bizarre. But Bobby Fish, potentially, if he's not in w, uh, in AEW right now, maybe he shows up at Worlds Collide. Where where would Roderick that fit? Strong, Undisputed Era, back. They where were, would that they, fit, though? But he's in the middle together. of Diamond Mines. No. that's no. That's been a storyline, and, like, the longest thing for right now is... Roderick Strong has been like frustrated with them and they're like done listening to Roddy. So well the the Creed brothers are gonna lose their championships to Gallus, I think. I think Gallus will win as well. Did you do predictions with Dave? I did. Nice. Okay. Um after this, what happened after this? Young know. Bucks and Kenny Omega pick up the victory over Will Ospreay and Aussie Open to advance in the Trios tag team tournament. I was beyond shock that they started with will and kenny because that was like the biggest thing about this match that people cared about i i think it worked we said last week though like well i said i have no emotional connection to osprey and and omega but we were saying that we have no care for this match at all (laughs) i had no care for this match but this match was awesome it was good yeah and i think again like it's funny because i really don't like the young bucks I liked them better when they were Generation Me, but Nick Jackson, I think, might have been the best wrestler in this match. Uh, there was psycho- like there was that one point in the match. First of all, I got to go to Kenny Omega's entrance, which like now I'm like a, a a bona fide Kenny Omega fan now, where he's just ripping everything that Will Ospreay does. <laughs> I thought it was so good. He has better hair than Will Ospreay. He does more charity work than Will Ospreay. He has held more titles than Will Ospreay. Oh, the, no, the best one was he has sold more merchandise on two continents than Will Ospreay, which was another stupid IWC. Uh, you know, people trying to get a Kevin Nash this weekend. I really, like, Twitter is such a terrible, <laughs> terrible cesspool. The only thing that Twitter has done right has been getting me a PS5. Um, but, like, they're trying to bury Kevin Nash. Oh, what do you say? The NW, like, you said it to me in the text message. Like, oh, yeah, now people are saying that Chase Owens sold more merchandise than Kevin. Get, get a break, you losers. God, I hate Twitter. Like, and Kevin I hate the... Nash is literally one of the main founding fathers of the NWO. I think Absolutely. if NWO is selling merch, it's partially because of Kevin Nash. Is Will Ospreay going to go into the the Hall of Fame twice? No, he's not. <laughs> oh god, I hate Twitter. And I hate like I I I've been like doing this like experiment this week just looking at like anything on Twitter and looking at the first comment and seeing if it's negative. It's usually 7 out of 10 times. On Twitter if you just go to your homepage? Go to Twitter, go to any let's say I'm going to go to my my homepage right now on Twitter. Uh, like the first comment that's on a thing. So here we go. Oh, the first comment on a post. So, here we go. Um, well, you know, the, the great albums come out today. The the, Cal, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Callous Cowboys has been a freaking outstanding album. Okay, here we go. Chelsea Green posts something. 30% off for the subscribers. Oh, the first thing says, Matt, I subscribed. So, that uh, there we go. There's one positive comment. Um, let, let's go to wrestling Twitter. Um, here we go. Sean Ross Sapp. First thing he says. Um... First kid goes, Sean, as someone who attends AEW Paperly, is it worth a drive to eight? Um, let's see. I guess uh, having a tough time coming up with no, some. No, but it's like, you know, like. <laughs> coming up with some uh, 
evil. No, but like you have to do it during like Raw or SmackDown or something like that. Um, baseball stuff. It's a lot of positivity today because this freaking incredible album by the Callous Dowboys came out. So, well, I think uh, you're, you're you might crucify me for this, but I thought this was one of the worst episodes of Dynamite ever. Yeah, you say that every week. No, so I really I, could, no, your no, opinion no. on Dynamite doesn't in, matter anymore. In June 2018, we did a soup episode because Raw and SmackDown were so bad, and that is how I felt watching this episode of Dynamite. I don't think it. I don't think it was bad. It's I thought just, it was you really have bad. this skewed. I want no, to talk more about this match because right I thought. Okay, I want to go back to the match. I don't care what you think about Dynamite right now, and let's go off the Twitter conversation. This is just a. This segment has just gone off the freaking train, the rails. Jesus. Um, I thought I liked in the middle of the match where Kenny goes to hit like eight snapdragon suplexes and then Will Ospreay does a flip out of it. Then, you know, has to do a flip to the outside and Kenny's waiting there for him, hits the snapdragon suplex and you sit there to get the tight shot on him. He's just pointing to his head. Bucks go on now to all out to defend, to, 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 uh, to face off whoever it is, best friends or the dark order. It has to be dark order and hangman, right? It has to be dark, dark order and hangman. And then um, Hangman turns on Dark Order, or what? No, I think you're going to get a great stare down between Kenny and Hangman. Adam Page in the ring, um, which would be awesome. And also, too, like, with Kenny, I feel like every... And, like, also, too, I want to talk about, like, one thing that Will Ospreay did right here was we... Since Kenny Omega's come back, he's always been wearing that compression shirt in the ring. Correct? Yeah. He took... He took Will Ospreay ripped that shirt off. You see his his ribs are bandaged. You see his waist is bandaged up. You see the KT tape on his on his shoulder. You see the cupping on his other other shoulder. So it kind of like plays the point like Kenny Omega is still really banged up, but we really haven't like seen it, seen it. Now you're seeing it, which I thought was great. Um. Uh, and the, now yeah, they're going on to all out now as expected. So. And speaking of All Out, we got predictions to do. All Out is coming to us this weekend from the Now Arena in Chicago, in the suburb of Hoffman Estates. You got Zero Hour starting off. You got Tamahiro Ishii facing off against Eddie Kingston, a battle of the big boys. You kind of have to say Eddie Kingston's going to win this. Yeah, originally supposed to be Sammy Guevara versus Eddie Kingston. Yep. I guess they can't work together. I think they're just letting everybody, this whole whole situation has been... Very out in the open about things. I know Sammy Guevara has gone on his vlog this week to talk about it. So listen, rather than put them in the ring after this, space the two guys apart, let everything breathe. Also, uh, I mean, it was because of a a fat comment to Eddie Kingston. Yeah, well, you shouldn't be shaming people. CM Punk. Yeah, and then right afterwards, what did he say? Well, I guess maybe I shouldn't shouldn't have said that. Yeah, he shouldn't have said that, but listen... That's not the first time CM Punk has yelled at somebody. For being on, fat, uh, even. Yeah, so, okay, who cares about th- Who cares about that? Next up, All-Atlantic Championship. Pac is facing off, is defending his title against Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian's back. We finally got the culmination of this box-on-his-head thing that's been going on for about a year and a half. You have to say that Pac wins. Or it'd be really awesome if Kip Sabian wins, really. Maybe really Penelope wish. Ford gets involved. That's right. We haven't seen her in a while either, so maybe. I'm going to say Pac. I'm going to say Pac as well. Hook's going to face off against Angela Parker for the FTW Championship. Well. Uh, what? <laughs> I said, well. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I, I'm hoping. It's going to be Hook. I'm hoping we get a longer match out of this, especially Angela Parker. You know, the very, you could say, good hands, cool hands, cool hand Ange. So, but I'm, I'm saying Hook. Yeah. Three matches. I'm zero out. 
Um, and then Brian Danielson faces off Chris Jericho in a singles match. I'm saying Brian Danielson. Uh, yeah, I'm saying Brian Danielson as well. Versus, it's going to be Lionheart though. Yeah, the American Dragon versus the Lionheart. I wonder if he's going to have those uh, the yellow the yellow tights with the lion claws all over. I, yeah, like he had when he was Lionheart against Moxley a couple weeks ago. Well, that was those were different, but. I, I want, know. like, those specific yellow ones that I I don't know if he wore. Well, Chris Jericho's a, a, a true professional, so he probably has new Lionheart gear. Uh, or maybe he's got his old Lionheart uh, yeah, gear. Yeah, I think that, that when, he wore, when he wrestled Moxie, I thought that was old gear. Okay. That's why he came so, out with that jacket, too. Uh, you're going to have an interim AEW Women's World Champion uh, crowned as Tony Storm faces off against Britt Baker, against Jamie Hayter, against Hikaru Shida. It's Tony time. Uh, apparently that was the original plans for it, so it's gonna be Tony Storm. That's my pick. I would really like for Hikaru Shida to win this. I'm gonna say Jamie Hader picks up the victory, though. I think that would get a big pop in the crowd. Uh, House of Black is gonna be facing off against Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro. Darby Sting, Miro. Yep, absolutely. Jade Cargill will be defending her TBS Championship against Athena. Has I'm gonna to say be Jade. Athena. I'm gonna say Jade Cargill just to spice it up. Athena needs to win this, in my opinion. Yep. Why? I mean, she's been, like, beat down week after week. I know. There's, like, so, no she... upper hand to that. She has to win. Okay. Uh, FTR and Wardlow will be facing off against Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. I'm going to say Wardlow and FTR. Yep. And I'm hoping that this sets up for the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view, FTR versus the Guns. I think that's what it's going to do. All right. We got Jack Perry taking on Christian Cage. It's got to be. It's Jack Perry. Come it on. has to be. Yeah, absolutely. Help him, help him over. You're going to have the casino ladder match. Winner receives a future AEW World Championship match. Claudio Castagnoli, Wheel Yuta, Penta, Ray Phoenix, Rush, Andrade El Idolo, Dante Martin, and a TBD. First, let's, let's talk about the TBD. Who do you think Samoa the TBD? Samoa Joe. Okay. Let me what tell you, you this. What do you, Let me what tell do you, you this. Well, he gets a future AEW Championship shot. We don't know when that's going to be. Potentially, it's going to be full gear. Let me paint this photograph for you. Okay. Do you paint photographs? I don't think you do. No, you look at this photograph, right? <laughs> you paint pictures. Go back sucks. No, they don't. Yes, they do. They really don't. Okay. And uh, you you go back. Tower Heist um, is a good movie too. It is. Thanks for agreeing. But I don't. No, you sarcasm. Should it's a fantastic movie. But we think that CM Punk is going to win the championship against John Moxley, which we then maybe potentially think that MJF is going to show up again, beat the crap out of CM Punk, and that leads to Grand Slam. MJF wins the championship. He's champion. Grand Slam and New York. Boom. Full gear. Coming up, potentially, in uh, New Jersey, I believe. Yeah, Newark. Samoa Joe shows up, wins the, the shot at the AW World Championship, who did Samoa Joe push out of his way while walking to the ring at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2? MJF. But then, if Samoa Joe wins the, the this bat, this uh, ladder match and he loses to MJF, the internet marks are going to go nuts. Uh, knows, I can't believe they would do something lose. like that. What? Who knows if he's going to lose? Why? MJF has been the, the top. I know that. Double or who knows? See? The bird agrees, too. I don't know, but that's what everybody th- from that. They're like, we need MJF versus Samoa Joe. I think there's a, there's a plethora of people. I'm hearing Adam Cole. I could see MJF. 
One person that's going to be in Chicago this weekend that knows his thing around a ladder match is always ready, Matt Cardona. He's going to be he's booked. Uh, he's booked at the Wrestling Showcase. He's booked at GCW. He's not booked on Sunday. So could we see always ready being always ready for a ladder match in Chicago? And That'd be he awesome. Gets the title shot. And he gets the title shot. Who do you or, think is going to win this though? I'm going to regardless but, say I'm saying Samoa Joe. I'm saying I'm saying I could be completely or, uh, wrong. What, what I think is MJF too. It's literally MJF. And then he comes out right after the main event and cashes in. They didn't say like they receive a future AEW championship match. He can come down. What yeah, is but I don't think that's. I don't think it's like. A, I don't think you can cash in like that. Hey, listen. They've never. They didn't say. They didn't say that you couldn't cash in. So. Well, it's just a future championship. That's not. He comes down. He comes down. He comes down. Beats come him. Come on, living, Punk. Yeah, and then he does it in Chicago. Snot, that'd be fantastic. Beats the ever living snot out of CM Punk's knock. You know, like. Whatever uh, Ace Steel said to him, that. he's like, he gets up, boom, hits him with the Heat Seeker, one, two, three, you go off of All Out with MJF holding up the title in the middle of Chicago, people getting mad, throwing stuff, like, everyone's gonna wake up on Monday morning and just be like, wow, what a way to end a, an, end a, a pay-per-view. So I'm gonna say MJF is winning this Battle Royal. But like Whatever. I brought up last week with uh, why I hated the Brody Lee dog collar match was because he beat the ever-loving crap out of Cody Rhodes. And then Cody comes back for that match, and then it was like a long match, and Brody lost. So it's like, we saw John Moxley, three minutes, beat the crap out of CM Punk. CM Punk's going to have that Michael secret stuff from Chicago, from Ace Steel slap. He's reinvigorated. He's going to win the championship. To me, maybe that doesn't make make Moxley look great. So, whether or not it ends with MJF, I have no idea. I would say Samoa Joe. I would be more than happy with MJF walking out as champion, though. Or maybe too. Let's say he wins, and then he comes out on on Dynamite on Wednesday and he goes, "Listen, he's like, it's like all you stupid marks are thinking I was just going to cash in Chicago. No, I'm going to do it in the greatest place on earth, on Long Island, too. Yeah." But there you go. They, and we know that. how AEW loves having, you know, hometown people go over. So what, and especially at their biggest venue too, having somebody like MJF in Bizarro World. Fantastic. Next up, you have the tag team titles on the line. Swerve in your glory face off against the acclaimed. Um, I got to say Swerve in your glory. Yeah. It's Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs in a blood feud. I'm saying Ricky Starks on this. Following suit. Yep. Uh, AEW... Inaugural trios world champions have been will be announced as the elite will face off against um, TBD, which I think is going to be the Dark Order. Unfortunately, I'm re- I was really rooting for Best Friends, but you know, with the addition of Hangman Page, um, it's going to be them. Um, I want the, I, th- I, I I want the Dark Order to win. They, I think they deserve it. I feel like it's going to be the elite, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, set, it's pretty much set up for them. Yeah. Oh, it's set up. It's set up. So see, the bird the bird thinks it's going to be the elite too. I just I'm, uh, I'm actually surprised Grand Slam's not even sold out. Eh, once they get, I think once they start filling up, the, like I was thinking about going. But it's the 21st, um, so I can't unfortunately because I'm working right. I'm book solid until November. Um, but, I saw yeah. Ticketmaster recently got uh, sued. In New Good. York State, they have to, which they already, like, gave you the option to click it on yourself, but now they actually have to show you what your fees are being, like, for your total ticket price now. Yeah, well, then we should be getting all of our fees back because they haven't no, shown no, us. No, no, it's not like, I don't think it works like that, but. It should. What are the special offers? I wonder how you unlock those. 
Yeah. Uh, and then your main event, John Moxley will defend his undisputed AEW World Championship against CM Punk. Punk. I'm, gonna, I'm saying John Moxley. I you hope know, you're right. I hope I'm right, too. I hope you're right. <laughs> so, well, it's going to be a stacked, stacked, stacked card. And you have Worlds Collide before that. It's just a great week, great weekend of wrestling. Um, are you going to cut out all that stuff of me screaming and us yelling? I wasn't going to. All right, cool. Awesome. <laughs> On that note, let's get to my match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week this week comes from Impact Wrestling. The... Impact World Tag Team Champions, you have new ones in Honor No More. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, they beat the Good Brothers this week on Impact. Uh, and there's a lot of talk about the Good Brothers recently. Apparently, they're free agents from Impact now. Uh, apparently, there was uh, I've heard rumors that apparently there was talks with them in WWE, but apparently they said no. So, um, and they're going back to New Japan. Carl, Carl Anderson's the never openweight champion. So, yeah, I, don't check think, it out. I don't think WWE needs the Good Brothers. Uh, well, their tag team division is really not that great. So... Um, like I don't know. A bunch of if, unless they're gonna like put the Good Brothers finally all together with AJ Styles and Finn Balor in a giant group, I don't see that happening. Yeah, well, also too apparently the rumors that said by all these you know legitimate reporters of wrestling um, said that apparently they told them they were burned by him last time and they don't want to do it again. So good for them. Well, that's well, I mean when when they got released, that we immediately heard them say stuff like that. Absolutely, and they're, they're sticking to their guns, and I appreciate the, that about uh, the Good Brothers. So good for them. Go check out that match. It was on this uh, last week's episode of Impact. Uh, Honor No More versus the Good Brothers for the Impact Tag Team Championships. And on that note, Brandon, who are you? Shouting out. Hey there, Hiff. We should listen to Brandon's shoutouts. The first shout-out goes to old-timers day for the New York Mets. That took place last week. Did you by any chance... Uh catch it no i didn't they hosted it for the first time since the 90s which is like crazy i think that was like 94 i think they said no really it's pretty crazy but bartolo cologne dwight gooden pat mahomes pedro uh martinez keith hernandez howard johnson benny agbayani mike piazza so many of them played i thought it was really cool to see them play like that i watched it on youtube i wish i saw it in person I thought that would have been cool. Do the Yankees, yeah. do they do stuff like that? They've been doing old-timers day forever. Forever. Yeah, so I think well, I think the Yankees might have been the first to host a, an old-timers day, actually. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Joe Torre was there, by the way. That was what, weird Mets? seeing him. Yeah, it was weird seeing yeah. him in a Mets uniform. Do whatever he wants now. <laughs> He's like the special advisor to baseball. He should be the commissioner. Because Manfred sucks. <sighs> well. You got me all heated up this morning, Brandon. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, well, the next but we shout had, out. But, but, we, but we had a good constructive conversation. Um, right. So, yeah, okay. Next shout out. Sorry. Next shout out goes to Celebrity Family Feud. This past week's episode had Miz's family, no Maurice, which I thought was weird, versus Rey Mysterio's family. Bit of a WrestleMania match right there. Oh, that was okay. pretty cool. Steve Harvey kept calling Dominic Dominique. <laughs> I was like, brother, what? But I thought it was cool that they, were, they, they, they did that. Rey Mysterio ended up winning. Oh, yeah. Him and Aaliyah did Fast Money. Um, And then the last shout-out goes to B.B. Rexa. Her birthday was this past week, which was uh, also when I went to see her in concert at MSG in 2019, which is still, like, one of my biggest regrets was not paying for the meet-and-greet. 
because like I've been a fan of hers for years and I went to that concert specifically for her definitely not for the Jonas Brothers <laughs> uh, I thought you'd just go for the Jonas Brothers no I, that's the first time I saw the Jonas Brothers they literally I, like I feel like you would even walk out of that concert and be like oh my god this was like I can appreciate amazing. a good concert it was cra- like I've never ever heard Madison Square Garden rock as hard as it did with the Jonas Brothers it was very bizarre very bizarre but those are my shout outs now yeah before I, fa- I, fa- I found a tweet here we go Sean Ross Sapp Triple H confirms that Ariel Hawani said Brock Lesnar left SmackDown tapings after Vince retired and talked back. First comment, I truly love how petty you are. <laughs> Second comment, Too they strong? never apologize when they're wrong. They only uh, only know how to lash out. Who's petty uh, in that, Brock? No, uh, I guess Sean Ross says Sapp. Hmm. So, there's, there's one for you. Perfect. Well, it's time for our... Ow. is right our mark out moment of the week i feel like i should start with a non-wrestling one okay just because uh like it doesn't matter i mean taylor swift won the video of the year for the vmas for mtv no one pays attention to the for VMAs all too anymore. well but during her speech she just like drops that she's dropping a new album coming out october 21st and she's like yeah, i'll say midnight. more at midnight fast forward to midnight and it's announced that her 13-track album is going to be named Midnight's. So, also, the announcement was made uh, 13 years to the day that I saw her in concert for the first time, so I thought that was pretty cool. But Nice. <laughs> but as far as wrestling goes, um, on Rey Mysterio's biography this past week, they had interviews from Conan. We saw him in the, in the, the previews, which was, I think, like unexpected to me. To see Conan there. They also had Rey Mysterio Sr. And they had clips from uh, from AAA. So I thought that was pretty cool. Somebody that is in the, the major Wrestling Figure Podcast Patreon Facebook group was actually credited. Two guys were actually credited at the end of it. For what? Uh, I don't know. One of the guys I know is like the biggest luchador wrestling action figure completist. Like he's got like everything. <laughs> and then another guy I think worked at the stem cell company. That mm. um, Mysterio's got going on about right, that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He worked at that company. Like he's just, he's mentioned several times that he like helps Ray Mysterio out. So I was I saw I saw they screenshotted it and put it at the end. I was like, that's awesome. Good for those guys. Did you have any uh, mark out moments? Maybe uh, Kurt Angle in his Team Angle gear? No, I really didn't. Did you not like Team Angle? I didn't really pay attention to Team Angle. What? Um, I while playing Rumbleverse, I suplexed somebody off the top of like a skyscraper to the ground. It was awesome. I marked out for that. Did they die from that? No, you get like seven hundred. You get like a thousand like hit, hit points. points. Yeah. So you get like seven hundred off, and you can like it, I I just marked out like for doing stuff like that. I thought it was pretty damn cool, man. Um, that's that's it. I mean, I don't know what else. So I'm 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 looking here. Here's another one. Wrestle Ops. Uh, Triple oh, H. We apparently don't need to read these. Yeah, well, I just as I said, I, I made I made a statement. And I want I want to back it up with with proof here. You know, WrestleOps apparently Ariel Ariel Hawani had like that Triple H sit down interview that's like blowing yeah. the internet over this morning. They said uh, they beat our development system. Good for them. Triple H, first person, forget Wait, the move. Wait, did he actually ex- say that? Uh, let's hear. Let's see. <laughs> that's really funny. All these competitive wars, it never was that. Look, first of all, they beat 
our development. Oh, wow. That's a real quote. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, that's an actual clip. <laughs> and then funny. for first comment, forget they moved NXT from Tuesday to Wednesday and one hour to two hours uh, to compete directly with AEW because their, quote, uh, developmental talent matched the style of AEW's indie-heavy product. That's it's just dishonest to now call black and gold NXT just development. Yeah, listen, IWC, Mark Brandon's comment. No, but uh, NXT was already airing on Wednesdays, way before AEW was Yeah, on the WWE Network. Yeah. Not, it wasn't directly on TV. But, but that, that was already in I'm just, I just got. I'm just proving my point from before. That's it. Um, just just watch. Just enjoy wrestling. Yeah, just That's watch it. NXT, and it's so much better than AEW. <laughs> I, oh, I'm just man. kidding. I don't I don't think that. Yeah, I'm going to – next week, since I'm editing the show, it's just going to be a montage of you saying, that episode of Dynamite sucked. No, it that literally – this was literally one of the worst episodes. Did you say that every Dude, single week? Dude, you opened with John Moxley. The, the whole roster looks like dummies. Why? They didn't. Okay, it doesn't not matter. Not one person Sus- wanted a championship it's title match. Suspend Get your disbelief. Out of Suspend here. your disbelief. No, no. And you can't. Do My disbelief, that. brother, if I'm backstage and I'm not even a, a wrestler, I'm running out there to get. I don't even care if Mox is going to kill me. I'm getting that championship payday. That's what wrestling's about getting that championship money, money. Yeah, and yeah. on that note, why don't you guys spend your money at prowrestlingtees.com slash mark now? Big Labor Day sale. Go buy some shirts. Yeah, right. Use the code Labor Day. Save some money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? That was crime time? Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Um, Facebook.com slash marking out. Twitter.com slash marking out. YouTube and Instagram.com slash marking out 11. TikTok at marking out. Uh, email us marking out one at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Dog, Brandon on all the social media platforms at BTGG161, and Dave on Twitter at DavidPTDPDT. Whatever is that close? Was I better? P T D P T. Whatever. Too many. It's confusing. It's like my wife's phone number. It's too many. Too many of the same numbers. Like <laughs> my back wife's and forth. phone number. There's seven numbers. I can't ever. <laughs> no, but they're like. I, I'm not giving well, you the phone can't number. Yeah, don't say. Yeah, it. no, I'm not gonna do that. It's just people are like, wow, that's a lot of threes. Or, what do you mean? Her phone number's one 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 one. <laughs> yes, that's it. How did she eight get so six lucky? seven five three zero oh, nine? <laughs> Well, and that's, on that's that an easy one, it's a catchy tune, I think. Yeah, and on that note, we wish you the, the best, best of, luck of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week and just enjoy. Oh. Get off Twitter.